Amen. Now tell your neighbor, ain't no devil's going to tread on me. Because my God will lead me in triumph. My God breaks every curse. My God releases the flow of his blessing to me because my God loves me. Now turn, tell your neighbor, he loves you too. Well, this morning we're going to continue our study about breaking off the curse because this is a year of breaking curses and we're once again looking at strongholds. Last week we looked at the stronghold of God. This week we want to look at the other kind of stronghold, the stronghold of the enemy. Because there's some of you that have been fighting against a curse, you're trying to break a curse, and yet somehow that curse will not break off, and you have not seen that flow of God's blessing in your life. And for some of you, the problem is there's a stronghold there that you don't know about. And so today, I want to pray that God will open your eyes to see the strategy that the enemy has been using against you and to see how to break the strongholds of the enemy. Now, if uh, I want to recommend a book, Set Yourself Free. You can get it in the bookstore here. You can get it on our website. You can download it as an ebook on Amazon, but it has a whole section about breaking the strongholds of the enemy. And it will go into it a lot more than we can today. So if you feel like you need a little bit more than what we got in the message today, Look that up, go through it, because God wants those strongholds broken. He wants every curse broken off of your life. He wants the flow of his blessing to overwhelm you. Amen? So the message this morning is breaking the curse from your life, demolishing the strongholds of the enemy and re restoring the flow of God's blessing. I want to begin by reading two passages. First, Deuteronomy 3. Then we went up to Bashan, and Og, the king of Bashan, with all of his people, came out to meet us in battle at Edriel. But the Lord said to me, do not fear him. I have delivered him and all of his people into your and his land into your hand and so the lord our god delivered og also king of bashan with all his people into our hand and we smote him till no survivor was left and we captured all of his cities 60 cities and all of his cities were fortified strongholds with high walls and gates we utterly demolished them and took the spoil of the cities as our plunder. Then 2 Corinthians 10 says this, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Amen? 
You know, one of the prophetic words for this year is that this is a year to break curses. We saw last week that to break off a curse, we need to understand strongholds. What is a stronghold? A stronghold is defined as a fortress, a fortified city, a place of protection or refuge. Now, if you lived in biblical times, you knew about the importance of a stronghold. Because in the ancient world, you never knew when an enemy might attack. There were always some barbarian horde or opposing kingdom trying to do you in. But the people in the village knew they were protected. Because on the hill above the town was the fortress. It was a stronghold. It was a place of protection. And when the enemy came, they knew they could flee to the fortress and be safe. And see, we have a stronghold also. Psalm 18 verse 2 says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my stronghold. Psalm 18.10 says it again. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. That's a stronghold. The righteous runs to it and is safe. We see it again in Psalm 91. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my stronghold, my God in whom I trust. I think God's trying to tell us something in these verses. He wants us to know God is there to protect you. Tell your neighbor, God's got you covered. Now, it's interesting, Psalm 91.4 gives a different picture of God's protection. God is not only a fortress that you run to, he's pictured there as a great bird of prey with powerful wings who swoops down to defend you. He says, he will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. David is saying once again, God is my protector. When I take refuge in him, I am safe. And see, God wants you to know that he is your protector. He is your mighty fortress. He is your stronghold. We saw last week that when David fled to God's stronghold, he made an important discovery. He found out the stronghold is a place of training. See, God does not want you to run into the stronghold and spend your life hiding there like a refugee. God brings you to his stronghold so he can train you to fight and gain the victory. Psalm 18 describes what happens in the stronghold. He says, in the stronghold, God arms me with strength. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. Lord, you give me your shield of victory. But then David makes another discovery. He discovered that when we are trained... God sends us out to defeat the enemy. Verse 37, he goes on and says, I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them so that they could not rise. You armed me with strength for battle. My adversaries bow at my feet. See, God's goal, 2 Corinthians 2 says, God's goal is always to lead you in triumph. And so the result of confronting the enemy, Psalm 18, verse 45 says, my enemies all lose heart. 
You know, somebody said, if you're walking with Jesus, you don't need to be afraid of demons. Demons will be afraid of you. He says, my enemies all lose heart. They come trembling from their strongholds. So David says, when we learn to stand against the enemy, we can drive them from their strongholds. And that tells us something important. It tells us the enemy has strongholds also. See, God has a stronghold for you. It's a place of safety and protection from all the works of the enemy. And God wants you to run to his stronghold and be trained for battle and learn to overcome the enemy. But we need to see Satan also has strongholds. Satan's strongholds are places of refuge where his demons can hide and not be easily recognized and overcome. Satan's strongholds are fortresses that he builds in our hearts and in our minds to protect his access to our lives. See, your life is your territory. Satan wants to overrun your territory and hold you in bondage. But if you can demolish Satan's strongholds, you can retake possession of your territory and restore the flow of God's blessing. Now, to get a picture of what it's like to tear down strongholds, we want to look at a man named Og. Everybody say Og. <laughs> now, Og was an Amorite, the king of Bashan. When Israel was coming out of their 40 years in the wilderness, their route brought them to the borders of Bashan. Now, Bashan was an interesting place. Today, it's called the Golan Heights. It was known for its prized cattle. It was also known for its vineyards. Even today, some of the best wines in Israel come from the Golan Heights. And if you go to Bashan today, you can see the ruins of Og's kingdom. On the Golan Heights, which is biblical Bashan, there are many unusual structures. There are hundreds of dolmens, which are prehistoric, megalithic tombs, and they have enormous size. I mean, these huge boulders. But even more impressive is a site called Gilgal Rephaim. Gilgal Rephaim is called the Stonehenge of the Middle East. It's located right in the middle of a large plateau covered by hundreds of those gigantic dolmen tombs. It's made up of more than 42,000 basalt rocks arranged in concentric circles. The outermost wall is 520 feet in diameter. It's eight feet high. It's almost two football fields across. It has a 15-foot-tall mound of giant stones right in the center. Now, Gilgal Rephaim was built in 3000 B.C., by a race of giants known to Israel as the Rephaim. Israel believed they were the offspring of demons mating with human women. And Og was the last of their kings. Now Og was a big dude. His people were some of the giants who frightened the spies from Israel 40 years earlier. He may have been over nine feet tall, and not only was he large, but his army was made up of people almost as big as he. 
So Bashan was a powerful nation. It was feared by their neighbors. Og's territory had 60 cities, and they were all strongholds, fortified with high walls and gates and bars. Because of his strongholds, Og had no fear of Israel. But God gave Moses specific instructions. He said, do not be afraid of him, for I have handed him over to you with his whole army and his land. With God's help, Israel defeated Og and his army. Says the Lord our God delivered Og, the king of Bashan, with all his people into our hand. We smote them until no survivor was left. But it wasn't enough just to defeat Og's armies on the battlefield. Og's 60 cities were strongholds, fortified with high walls. And to fully overcome Og, Israel had to locate his strongholds, then overcome and demolish them. Before Israel could occupy the land and enjoy the spoils, they had to deal with strongholds. So Israel attacked the strongholds. They demolished the strongholds. They plundered the land and took its riches as their spoils of war. And when they had done that, They could take possession of the land and make it their own. And see, that is a picture of what God calls every one of us to do. See, Israel had an enemy. His name was Og. He was an evil tyrant who protected his territory by establishing strongholds. And before Israel could obtain God's promise and enjoy the fullness of God's blessing, they needed to defeat Og and demolish his strongholds. And see, we also have an enemy. His name is Satan. The book of Revelation calls him the dragon. And he's an evil tyrant who protects his territory by establishing strongholds. Now, the good news is Satan is a defeated foe. Jesus already won the victory. His doom is assured. But before we can obtain God's promise and enjoy the fullness of God's blessing, we need to demolish Satan's strongholds. Now, Satan was originally called Lucifer. He had led all of creation in worship. But he rebelled, seeking glory for himself. He led a third of the angels to join him in rebellion. He organized them into a counterfeit kingdom. And then when Adam yielded to Satan's temptation, the dominion God had given to Adam reverted to Satan. And that's why the New Testament says Satan is the God of this world. 1 John 5 says the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. That means we live in enemy territory. And Satan's goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what Jesus said. Satan wants to prevent the salvation of the lost. He wants to prevent the worship of the true God. He wants to weaken and hinder the church. He wants to torment and oppress the entire human race, but especially the people of God. But Jesus came to undo the damage the enemy had done. First John says Jesus came to destroy the works of the evil one. And so one third of Jesus' ministry involved direct confrontation with demonic powers. And so that leaves us with some good news and some bad news. 
The bad news is Satan and his forces are still here. The good news is their doom is sealed. Jesus triumphed over them at the cross. The bad news is, knowing that they've lost, they are angry and they're more determined than ever to torment, oppress, and destroy God's people. The good news is God has given you protection against the enemy. Using God's protection, you can live free from the dominion and the domination of the devil. The bad news is most Christians don't know what our protection is or how to use it. So let's look at the protection God has given us against the devil. See, Satan is continually trying to attack you. That's what he does. He came to steal and kill and destroy. But God has given you a wall of protection. It's a wall of righteousness. When you came to Jesus, he, he surrounded you with his robe of righteousness and brought you into a place of safety. The Bible describes this in many places. So Proverbs 13, righteousness guards the man of integrity. Proverbs 10, righteousness delivers from death. Proverbs 11, the righteousness of the upright delivers them. Ephesians 6 talks about the breastplate of righteousness. Your righteousness is like a piece of armor that surrounds you. In Job 1, it's called a hedge of protection. Romans 13, it's the armor of light. And see, as long as you walk in righteousness, you are protected from Satan's attacks. As long as your wall of righteousness is intact, God's blessings flow freely in your life, and Satan is very limited in his ability to attack you. And that's why one of Satan's primary goals is to try to tempt you to sin. Because when you yield to Satan's temptation and you sin, the flow of God's blessings is interrupted and sin creates an opening in your wall of protection. And Satan uses that opening to bring many kinds of attack against you. He attacks you in many areas. When sin is present, Satan can bring oppression in many ways. He can op oppress your mind with confusion, with delusion. He can steal away the word of God. He can oppress your emotions, fill you with hatred, with anger, with fear, or depression. He can attack your will and give you strong urges to sin, compulsions, addictions. He can afflict your body with sickness, bring physical injury. He can attack your relationships, estrangement, separations, divorce. He can bring poverty and lack, financial loss, all sorts of misfortunes. And so those things all taken together are a description of the curse. When your wall of protection is broken down, Satan is free to afflict your life with the curse. Now the good news is, when sin creates an opening in your wall of protection, Holy Spirit will come to rescue you. He will come and speak to you to convict you of sin so you can repent and have your wall of protection restored. But you know, Satan does not want that to happen. So to secure his access to you, he will create a stronghold. 2 Corinthians 10 says his strongholds are arguments 
and pretentious thoughts that set themselves against God. A stronghold is a thought or an idea planted in your mind by demons that will argue against the conviction of the Holy Spirit and keep you from repenting. Here's how strongholds operate. When Holy Spirit tries to convict you of sin, Satan's stronghold will assure you, well, you know, it's really okay for you to do that. It's really okay to keep sinning. And the result is you don't repent. And when you, when you don't repent, that stronghold has protected Satan's access to your life. It allows Satan to continue to attack you. Now, how do you recognize when a stronghold is at work? Well, a stronghold is a false idea planted in your mind. You know, Satan can speak into your mind. It's a lie, but Satan is very good at making a lie sound true. A stronghold is usually one simple phrase, and it will pop into your mind at the moment when the Holy Spirit is trying to convict you. For example, if the Holy Spirit tries to convict you that you're guilty of lust, all of a sudden, a thought will come into your mind. Oh, but that's just normal. Everybody does that. Most men have that issue, so that's not that serious. And if you accept Satan's lie, then your sin won't, feel, it won't seem wrong and you don't repent. And Satan is able to maintain his access to your life. Let's look at some examples of strongholds. The Holy Spirit convicts you of anger. Satan's stronghold says, oh, but that's just how I am. I've, just ha I've always had a bad temper, that's just me. That's a stronghold. Lust, Satan's stronghold says, but that's just normal. That's not unusual. How about this? The Holy Spirit will convict you. You shouldn't be stealing from your employer. But then the thought comes to your mind, but I deserve this. My employer doesn't pay me enough. How about this? God hates divorce. Years ago, I was counseling. We had a, 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 a good godly couple in the church. And one day the husband just decided, I'm going to divorce my wife. The, wife. the woman was devastated. I thought, how can he do this? He knows what the Bible says. So several times I got together with him. I reasoned with him. I said, you know, God hates divorce. And every time he answered back with one phrase, he just said, God doesn't want me to be unhappy. And I realized that's a stronghold of the enemy. Every time God tries to convict him, he says, but God doesn't want me to be unhappy. Let me tell you something. If Satan has ever said that to you, you need to know there's a lot more, a lot, things that are a lot more important to God than whether you are happy at this particular moment. But Satan used that. They, the couple divorced. It devastated them. And uh, he, he did not end up happy. How about this one? Gossip. We had a woman in the church years ago who was stirring up lots of contention by continually gossiping. And every time she was confronting, she, she said the same thing. Oh, I'm only saying what's true. I'm only saying what's true. What could be wrong with, I'm only saying what's true. It's a stronghold of the enemy. It prevented her from letting God deal with the sin in her life. 
How about this one? You're resisting God's call. You know God has called you to something and you're resisting doing it. And every time God tries to convict you, you hear this. But, you know, God could never use me. It's no use me even trying. God could never use me. It's a stronghold of the enemy. Anytime you find yourself thinking, this sin is okay because of this, you found a stronghold. So how do we demolish strongholds? Well, the good news is strongholds can be demolished. 2 Corinthians 10 says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. First step, you need to locate the strongholds in your life. Because for most of you, you don't recognize when a stronghold is at work. It just seems like something that's self-evident. So the key there is to read and meditate on the Word of God. And as you're reading the Bible, you ask yourself, am I doing what God wants me to do? Am I doing what God asked me, asked of me in this passage? And there are three possible answers. You could read the passage and say, yes, praise God, I'm doing what God has asked me to do, and you keep moving forward. And other alternatives, you could say no. Uh-oh, I'm not doing what God tells me to do. So you can repent and let God restore your wall. But there's a third possibility. You could say, no, I'm not doing what God asked me to do here, but it's okay because... And if you hear that, you know you found a stronghold. Second step, you need to take your thoughts captive. See, Satan's strongholds are not made out of brick and mortar. They are thoughts planted in your mind. That's why Paul writes, we demolish arguments and every pretension. We take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. See, not every thought that meanders through your mind originates with you. Some are planted by the enemy. And that's why you need to take your thoughts captive. When an idea comes into your mind, don't just act on it immediately, but stop and say, now where did that thought come from? I mean, is that really what God is saying? Or was that my own imagination? Or is that thought from the devil? So when Holy Spirit comes to convict you of sin, check your thoughts. And if you find that you have an argument rising up against the Holy Spirit, you found a stronghold. You need to choose to resist the devil and agree with the Spirit. Say, thank you, Lord, for revealing my sin. By your grace, I choose to repent and be free. Tell your neighbor, the good news is you can repent. You can be free of the enemy's oppression. Step three, then you need to demolish the strongholds. And your weapon against the strongholds is the sword of the spirit, the word of God. See, if you hear a thought in your mind that says, oh yeah, I can't deal with that, that's just how I am, you answer with the word of God. No, Satan. That's not just how I am, because I'm a new creature in Christ. If the thought pops into your mind, oh, you know, I've just always been this way. I can't change. 
You say, no, Satan. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The thought pops into your mind, oh, I just can never deal with this. I'm not strong enough. You say, no, Satan, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The thought comes into your mind, oh, but I'm just too timid to do what God is asking me to do. You say, no, Satan, God has not given me a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And see, when you confront strongholds with the word of God, they crumble. God wants every enemy stronghold in your life demolished and every demonic force driven out. Because when the strongholds are demolished, you can repent. You can be restored. The attacks of the enemy will be cut off and the blessings of God can be released to flow in your life. See, it's time to tear down Satan's strongholds. If this is a year to break the curse, part of that means recognizing the strongholds of the enemy and demolishing them. So ask God to show you any strongholds in your life. I want to make a prediction. For some of you, there'll be a time this week when you'll be tempted to sin. And that little, thought, that little thought will just pop into your mind that usually pops up. And you're going to say, wait a minute. I think that's a stronghold. I don't think that's what God is saying. I think that's from the enemy. Thank you, Lord, for showing me the stronghold in my life. Then confess and repent of any sin that God shows you. Seek to walk with God in humility and submission. Resist every temptation of the enemy and receive the flow of God's blessing in your life. It's time to break the curse and restore the fullness of God's blessing in your life. Lord, we thank you that this is a year for breaking the curse. It's a year to be set free from the oppression of the enemy. It's a year to enter into the flow of your blessing in a whole new way. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Lord, I pray for the anointing to fall on each one here, each one watching, to break every curse, to demolish every stronghold, and to enter into the fullness of God's blessing. Everybody shout, amen. 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 amen.